gonna get as dramatic as fuck right now. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast about your new favorite horror media. My name is Jake. With me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Adrian. Adrian, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. Hi, all you mutant goons. I love how Jake busted out the righteous gemstone voice for this episode. <laughs> oh, man. I have not watched a single episode of season two because I'm just going to watch all of it. Same with Peacemaker. Like HBO is sitting there on my Roku looking at me like, hey, bitch. And I'm like, wait it. Wait, wait. Mm. Uh, we, we're just doing dope sick right now. Have you seen that? No, I, I, it's on the list as well. Everyone's talking about it. It's good. I, I don't like the sad shit shows that my wife likes, but I like this show. I think it's very well done. And it's also making me feel like, you know, a little straight edge revenge pride. Where I'm like, huh, that doesn't apply to me because I haven't done those things. Meanwhile, oh. it's like I'm addicted to every single thing, including like my new Shonen Jump ad and this decaf tea I purchased. So, yeah, addiction is a bad thing. Oh, well, you know, I mean, at least it's just tea and not crack. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, one quick disclaimer mm-hmm. if they ever do a bad religion movie Michael Keaton has to play Greg Graffin Dr. Greg Graffin if you will that's the lead singer he has just hit the age where I've watched enough interviews with you know Greg and then watched uh, and his folk music where it's just like him and it's just like a you know his face so I know what that face looks like and then with this you know show it's a lot of Michael Keaton just sitting there looking kind of kind of old kind of sad knowledgeable a lot going on behind the eyes and that's that's Greg Graffin. So do you bad religion on the East Coast? We all bad religion here. Well, OK, I, I have a bad memory. Well, of course. OK, so bad religion. Brooks Wackerman's the drummer. Right? I mean, he's, of course, the the drummer of Venice Sevenfold now. And I have a bad like a bad taste in my mouth of bad religion because I dated this incel asshole guy who was obsessed with them. And so, like, I it didn't go anywhere. The guy was just a total creep. Like he was. Not that he was a creep, but he was a, he was just super sensitive. Like any little thing would piss him off and he'd fly off the handle and cry about it. I'm like, whatever. And like his favorite band was Bad Religion and he hated mm-hmm. Avenged Sevenfold. So when I found out Brooks Wackerman was uh, going to whatever, I happened to mention that. And he fucking goes off on me on a Facebook rant comment. And I'm like. Are you serious right now? Like, <laughs> so why, let me ask you the first question: Why is this person in your life at all? No, well, I stopped talking to him, but we were still friends on Facebook, and I just thought, you know, like, hey, like, okay, you know, I just thought it was funny. I didn't think that it was going to cause fucking World War Three with this idiot. So, needless to say, he's been deleted and gone from my life. But I just like now I can't think of bad religion without thinking of this awful person. Like, ew. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. Like, I've never listened to the germs because I, of the people who I associated with, so that's fine. I, I liked Bad Religion. They've never been, like, one of my favorite bands or anything, but I just like the fact that it was like, hey, these are punk people who are smart, and they're not ashamed to be smart because a lot of the prevalent punk rhetoric when I was a kid was just a lot of anti-whatever, mm-hmm. I'll call it. And, like, I grew up, I'm a very much a hardcore kid. I'm not a punk kid, like, now I'm a hardcore old man, which sounds like Lemon Party, but it's not. It's not what I'm getting at. But there's like strict ideology and conception and thoughtfulness. At, you know, you go to bands like Youth of Today and thinking about these progressive values. And then there's the punks where it's like, I scratch my crotch and I love living in the city. So if that's my one thing, I also like the logo because it's a cross with a strike through it that says no cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. One might say it's a crisscross. 
<laughs> Thank you. Crisscross and you don't stop. Oh, let's put our clothes on backwards and talk about Child's Play 2019. Woo. I know, I know. I know. Well, what month are we in? We are in, how, how are you saying it? You're just saying February? I'm saying February, and then I'm saying in brackets the F-E, because that means iron, and blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? What was I thinking? That's the dumbest shit ever. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that on this episode, because I'm like, why did he put in, in parentheses again? I forgot. <laughs> so it's the periodic table of elements. Well, now um, I get it. So now our listeners get it, and everyone can feel that much smarter, having known yeah. that. I actually do need to do art for this month. And even if it's just a shitty little cyborg for the goon show, like, I, you know, I haven't been around. I'm sorry about it. I've let you down. I've let everybody down. No. Let the followers down. But, uh, you know, I've had, I at least have good excuses. We can. You do. Yeah, OK, firstly, you didn't let anybody down. Nobody's let down. Yes, I did. No, don't argue with me. I'm going to argue with you. But this is why we butt heads, because I think that sometimes we think the same way. But no, you did not. <laughs> yeah, A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> But you did not let anybody down, one. And two, I think that the logo right now for the, that we have for the Slashing Through the Snow, I love that logo. We just need to take the snow out of it, right? <laughs> I think it's really cute with all three, you know, little characters yeah. in there. So no need to create something new. We could just take the words out and be fine with that. I mean, I'd I think what I'll do. That. I'll take the snowman and I'll just turn it into a robot. Oh. Even better, even better. And so each thing will just be us killing a new foreground character. I think that's great. I love that. <laughs> like, it's fun because it's like, oh, it's like a little Easter egg. Like, who? what are we going to kill next? So, yeah. of course, when we get to Women Month, we can't put a woman there. But, you know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> Remember the snafu from doing Women in Horror Month last year mm. with certain other podcasts who seem to think that's egregious because, yeah, whatever. Well, uh, certain other podcasts can suck my dick because at this point, I'm the fucking woman and what I say goes because it's Women in Horror Month. But it's also weird because it's the exact same thing as like saying like taking like Black Lives Matter and going all lives matter. It's like simply because somebody is celebrating one thing, they're not necessarily denouncing all other things. And there's only so much time to a lot. Like, I'm sure that uh, Administrative Professionals Day is also 15 other holidays. So it's like, do the administrative professionals go? Bah, bah, bah! <laughs> well, there's more than 365 professions, right? We have Santa Day on Christmas. We have the Easter Bunny Day on Easter. So what are you going to do? Come on. You can't make everybody happy. So I think if we just start with ourselves and then maybe people will jump on our bandwagon, I'm happy with that. So whatever. I'm happy to have my band wagoned <laughs> like the Oregon Trail, right? Right, right. Oh, I missed that game. Anyway. Bringing it back to MS-DOS technology, technology, Child's Play 2019. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is with this one, like, I do. Oh. Well, okay, go oh. ahead. Yeah. I'm raising my hand. I, I'm raising my hand. Jake in the right. front. Go ahead. Okay. So whenever I hear sirens in the background, I wanted. <laughs> I was wondering if I could do a shirt for this design. Ready? It's GTA, and it's like Grand Theft Auto, but it's you, and we just have sirens. You like it? You love it? Sure, sure. Just put a, yes. put a swan in the background so they know it's Orlando. <laughs> oh, my God. And in fact, the funniest thing, somebody made a trailer for Orlando, like, as if it was a horror movie. And Oh, Jesus. It's basically all around my, my building. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed, but this is the best thing I've ever seen. I know. I can't believe how loud that was. Going back to Dope Sick, they go to Florida to buy Oxycontin because it's like deregulated. It's like, oh, nobody gives a shit. And I was like, 
Yep. Yeah. That's it's we had so many pill mills back in the day. I think they're all shut down now. But yeah, it was a big it was a big thing down here. But you know, it's Florida. Nobody gives a fuck, right? Yeah. <laughs> on a on a the note of the show that we're actually talking about mm-hmm. and not shirts that I have to design after I design a robot killing logo. You were talking about this 2019 technological child's play. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm glad that I revisited this because we've talked about this before. I was very upset about this remake. I was uh-huh. not I was not here for it. And Mm-mm. many choice words to say. I did watch it, but I only watched it because Dan wanted to see it. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just watch it because I have to watch it anyways. Right. I mean, I can't just do a horror podcast and not see the Chucky remake. So I remember talking to you about this when you were a fan of the show before you were on this. This predates you by a ways on the show, like a year and oh you were the, the exact same rhetoric of you being like, I saw it because Dan wanted to see it <laughs> and I wasn't going to see it otherwise. And I figured I might as well. You're like talking about basically placating him like he was a child. Like when I went and saw Clifford, the big red dog for my kid, it's like the exact same thing. But you were talking about a movie where people are murdered. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's the same. Honestly, like I'm the reason that any of these movies come up in the first place. So let's just be honest. But I, I OK, I'll watch the fucking Chucky movie. I wasn't happy with it save for a few things and one of the things i was happy with because he's really cute i think he's really cute like especially when the kid's walking with him in the bedroom and he's like holding his hand i'm like oh my god that is so fucking precious i can't take it (laughs) i think he was very very deliberate i remember when they unveiled the face and people freaking out and so i actually went and listened to the old uh, parking lot review on this one hold on one second hold on oh are those your sirens do you hear the, the air conditioner yeah, it was like it, or it's, a, it's a heater. Sounds like a goddamn jet's in my studio. <laughs> I turn that shit off. Fuck you, technology. I'm going to do what I want. I listened to the old parking lot review that I did with Brian and Chad. Oh, my God. A thousand years ago. We saw it the opening night, and I was just ecstatic and bouncing off the walls. And uh, I was like, I forgot I could be excited about being alive. Uh, I was before the second child. <laughs> yeah, and before 2020. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I still love it. I think it's fun. I think, I, you know, honestly, I think a lot of people will really hate this, but I think that it's better than the original after the second watching. And I love, like, I think that it's, it does the best of both worlds. And it, I'm going to get into a diatribe later. But when you're taking a jab upward at corporate America, you get the best of both worlds because it can be good and it can also be laughing at what's bad and what people expect to be mainstream. Like the whole drone thing. Drones escaped me. I watched a couple of videos on YouTube of like people drone racing, and that was about as into drones as I ever got. People have fucking thrown drones at us for a decade, and I'm like, it's not that interesting. But corporate America, like, yeah, you love it. It's technology. And so that kind of like hokiness is both capitalized upon and kind of looked down upon. I think it's really good. I don't dislike this movie, especially upon the second watch. I just... I'm not, and we talked about this before. I'm really happy that we have to put it in the same vein as Child's Play. If it was a separate movie, I'd be much more amenable towards it. I think the fact that we're just kind of like we've talked about this before, we're just taking the name so that we can have, you know, an already fan base built there, right? So, 100%. And by the way, that director is absolutely adorable because I was watching interviews with him today. So I'll give him Lars Klevberg. I know this cute little You want to be Mrs. Klevberg? (laughs) Mrs. Klevberg. How adorable would that be? Oh, and then we can match because I have blonde hair now. Yay. Yay. Um, (laughs) But um, I know. Oh, straight up. I got caught swearing in front of my kids. (gasps) So my wife didn't tell me she was on speaker. 
And so I'm walking, I'm doing a, I'm running her an errand, right? And I see a guy with an Aryan pride shirt in a parking lot. And I was like, this motherfucker right here. I said it so he could hear. And I flipped him off. And my wife was like, what? And I was like, oh, he, well, uh, awkward. But she was like, it's a good thing that you're anti-racism. But also shouldn't call somebody a motherfucker in front of a one and three-year-old. Did you know that? That's actually frowned upon. I guess that, well, that that was like the time I was talking to you one day and I was swearing and you had the kids in the car on speakerphone. And then you made me feel so badly about that. But you're doing, well, whatever. They're not my kids. So just assume that they're (laughs) always around me because they're in my heart. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But I, you know, so as far as this movie being, if it was separate from Chucky, then I probably would like it. I I would be happier with it. But I do like the commentary with it, especially I was uh, watching an interview with uh, Lars Klebberg today day and he was saying how he did a lot of research on like toddler shaping and things of that nature so i mean it's basically the themes here are nature versus nurture the dangers of technology especially in the hands of children who are completely underdeveloped still because my yep. students my students are writing an essay right now about how their brains are still developing and why that um affects their teen angst angst Right. And so dopamine, serotonin, all of it gets fucked, especially social media and instant gratification. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that this is a good way to embody it. Albeit, I mean, they are a little bit old to have the doll, but I could see the appeal of the doll because or the dro- the droid. Right. Yeah. We'll call it. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, you call it what you want to call it. Buddy. But there we go. <laughs> thinking Buddy the Elf, like why is it, why is the name Buddy? I'm not your buddy guy. Wow, I made a South Park reference 15 <laughs> years later. Just don't call it a small soldier, which is the exact same fucking thing. Oh, we should have did small soldiers this month. I love that movie. Already did it. Oh if yeah. You were a real fan of the show, you. I know remember. That. I do remember, but I remember I didn't listen to the whole thing because one of you said something I didn't like, and I can't remember who. <laughs> and I <stopped> listening. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with me, so fuck you. Well, you know, I didn't feel like it merited a finish. So. <laughs> oh my god. So one of my favorites subreddits in the world is the right can't meme and somebody like and so what it is it's a collection of conservative and sometimes conservatives are very funny i've seen some very funny conservative memes but most of the time it's retarded and i mean that in the most pejorative sense and so it was a picture of neil young and it's like i'm gonna take I, i'm gonna take my music because i don't agree with the guy so you can't listen to rocking in the free world and i was like do you understand what free world it is it is his choice to do this that is what the free world is yeah. Fuck wit. Yeah. Just like it's, you know, you're allowed to talk shit all fucking day because apparently you don't have a job. Um, Calling people <laughs> bug men on yeah, iTunes. Exactly. I don't even have an iPhone. Why do I know that that review was left? That's what know. pisses me off most. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Like, what is it like? But that's what I'm saying. I just think that, you know, and I feel like it does transcend age because especially now, and I'm really curious to see the next well, not curious because I really don't want the next 10 years to fly by. But as the next 10 years goes by to see how these kids, especially like, you know, the kids, how they're represented in the film, how they're able to navigate the reality when they are completely reliant on their technology and everything inside of that phone. Right. So I'm really curious to see how that's going to play out. And so I feel like some of these old people and I say old people and uh, loose terms like because some of the people are our age talking shit but i feel like older like boomer people especially like they don't understand like you're making this comment and 
the comment went on to the YouTube page because I've seen it. Have you seen it? Have no, you? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on the YouTube page too. So I don't know if the guy was trolling us or what. But again, that's you, awesome. You could tell this is what an video old is it man. on? I, I don't even remember. I know. I think it's on our channel, like on the channel itself. You could leave comments on people's channels? Yeah, like I remember looking at it and I was like, I can't believe I see it. Like, <laughs> I thought you were talking That's awesome. To- <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I'm going to just say such mean things about all these people I don't know. Well, yeah. And so I was just like, I, I this is what. This is what's breeding, right? Because now people think that they can just, you know, that they've got all the time in the world to say all of these things. We have all of the, these problems going on in the world. Or, you know, you could be using your time to to entertain people, right? Like what we're doing right now. But instead, you're trolling people on the Internet whose opinions you don't like. And I think it goes both ways. But who fucking, firstly, I don't care that Neil Young did that. I don't care that Joe Rogan's on Spotify. I don't care either way. Like, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't agree with anything he says. And he's, like, so fucking annoying on UFC. Like, he's super annoying. Like, please go away. Like I He's just, hurt very badly. Guy gets up immediately. Yeah, that, that's happened too many times. <laughs> Remember, this used, I used to do an MMA podcast, so you're preaching um, to the goddamn choir. I well, appreciate that. Exactly. So, I mean, for me, I just don't care either way. And, the, and then I, I was just listening to our episode today with uh, Doug and Cooker talking about the M&Ms and that people are so you know upset over the, the change of the m&m but who cares in the first place to change it who cares like the fact that we're even having this conversation like this is what we are talking about in the middle of a global pandemic about a fucking m&m like and every time i go to the gym now because i'm at the gym like at 4 30 now downstairs and there's another guy who's always in there with me a young guy but he's always watching fox Ooh. news ew and so i i dislike him simply because of that i know that's mean but it's like you can toggle we toggle between channels because i like to hear everybody's bullshit not just one side right so i will listen to fox news for a little bit but literally every fucking morning they've got the picture of the fucking m&m they're talking about the m&m on fox news like literally this is all you have to talk about fucking russia is about to start world war three and you're talking about a fucking m&m okay here's the thing what is the lowest common denominator Mm. candy Everybody likes candy in some form or fashion, right? Even fucking weirdo vegans like me like candy. And so, yeah, it's ridiculous. But that's the great thing about a movie like this. The subversive and and kind of derisive attitude. We'll get into this part. I think the fact that the director, Mr. Klevberg, is Norwegian. This, I think, I wish I would have known that going into it. Because at the time that he did this movie, he'd only done one feature film, which was just an adaptation uh, or an extension of a short film that he did. So I don't know how he got this license and got this gig, but great for him. I wish that he had a bigger career. It's very sad that there's a precipitous drop off. This happens and then COVID, you know, within five months, things started happening. You know, my point being a lot of the consumerist ideas and the things that go into this, they remind me so much of Paul Verhoeven and RoboCop. And I even mentioned RoboCop in the parking lot review. And I was like, wow. And I think that's something that's very, that's, that's my jam. I really like that kind of attitude because I don't necessarily... Uh, yeah yeah we'll get it keep going yeah i have a lot to say i'm pent up adrian i didn't get to say shit on a podcast for so long and every white male who's in the middle class deserves his own podcast to say things for five people to listen to (laughs) then call bug men (laughs) oh well no but this is what i'm saying i do miss this so thank you i'm so glad that we got to do this episode this week i'm like (laughs) people are gonna i miss being yelled at from across the country (laughs) (laughs) That's you. I'm not saying that you're yelling. I'm clearly the yeller. 
You are the yeller. I mean, I yell too. But again, I think, well, of all of us, I think that you and I are probably the most like-minded. But as far as like the- I don't know. Did you listen to Smoke Break? It's really funny because I don't think Coker and Doug have ever disagreed on the show. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I was that editing it. I was like, they just, they agree on everything. Like, is yeah. this what the hive mind kind of becomes? It's pretty sweet. It's, it's sweet. I thought you were going to say something else. Um, yeah. I, I was, it was, yeah. I almost <laughs> said pretty sweet. And then uh, that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> Mouth wasn't working. I had a brain queef instead of a fart. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your tea. You're just like all about that tea today. This so. is decaf tea, so I have no excuse. Whoa. I don't, I don't do the caffeine anymore. Really? I've been so fucking stressed out that I will do whatever it takes to not be stressed out. And so I took away all caffeine from my life. And so there's a, like a, a minimal amount of like, you know, caffeine and stuff like decaf coffee. But that's it. Well, there's probably some withdrawal there. That would have stressed me out more than just staying on the coffee because I think I'd die without it. But that's just mm. me. <laughs> it's fine. But as far as like the illusions and like, you know, things that it reminds you of, I, you say it reminds you of Robocop. A lot of these things sort of remind me and touch back onto Mary Shelley and like, you know, how people will create something because they want to, you know, have this God complex. Right. Because even though and Tim Matheson sort of embodies like the God in this in this film. Right. Because oh. he's you never really see him, but he's like like the all powerful Oz. Right. And he's just he's there and he sort of like cleans up the mess at the end, but he never really has anything directly to do with it. He just sort of is like the leader, which is why I feel like people, you know, people who are religious sort of look to their God in that respect. Right. Oh, yeah. That he's there and I do these things for him. But does he really do anything for me? <laughs> that's a really good point because given an infinite amount of time because i haven't watched the new child's play show a lot of people have recommended it but it's kind of one of those things i want to see end because i can't i can't invest in stuff the way other people can like there's i've heard a lot of talk about how our generation just doesn't deal with it anymore like tv is at its pinnacle but a lot of ratings are down particularly even on streaming because people just they don't know if it's going to ever get a full and final conclusion you know, a story like this it feels more long form because there's more content in it, right? So actually, I think it has a shorter runtime than the original, but there's more substance. And so in getting those kinds of things, you kind of get the question of what's the creator's intention, right? Yeah. One of the things I thought about when I was watching it was Edward Scissorhands. Vincent Price, he just wants a son. But what are his intentions? We don't know anything about him. He hardly speaks loud and he dies very tragically. But for all we know, he's a fucking child molester, and that's why he doesn't get to be around kids. But I'm serious, because you don't get to see that relativeness. You don't get to see, is it that he has an incredible ego and those things? So even with the short glimpses we get at this kind of evil character, the great and powerful Oz, there's so much dynamism to him compared to some of those characters. Mm -hmm. For sure. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's the thing with this film, too, is that there are a lot of things going on. And I like that you mentioned that because I feel that there are points in the movie and this goes back to the director. He said that, you know, he called it E.T. on acid. And huh. I, and I can see that because with E.T., yeah. you know, the kids take him in and they they care for him and they become attached to him. And the same thing with Andy with with uh, well, his name is Chucky, but the same thing with Andy and Chucky. And you do feel I honestly feel that the kids corrupted the doll. Like, yes, the guy and not even if we're talking about God complex, even the guy who had that rough go go about and kills himself in the beginning. Like he does all of this just to like 
stick it to people, but he's also creating something, right? And he yeah. knows it. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you killed yourself. You have a horrible life. But like, who the fuck do you think you are being God? Like, you don't get to do that either. Like, so there was that. But with the whole the whole thing with, with Chucky is that I honestly feel like he starts learning these behaviors because these kids are so fucking angry. And they're, yeah. they're so desensitized for, by violence. And because they have access to all of that, anything they want to see on their phone, right? So... Yeah. You know, when Buddy's what Buddy, when Chucky's watching Andy even cut the sandwich and he just stabs the fucking cutting board, he's watching us, right? And the same goes that basically with the director talking about the research with the toddler shaping, like Chucky could have been fine had he been exposed to people who were not more inclined to be very violent in their behavior or to accept violence and not be desensitized by, it, especially when they're watching Chainsaw Massacre part two yep. and all of that. And then when he's sitting on the bed and he feels so guilty for cutting Andy and the look on his face. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> like, and it's the same like way I always feel so, you know, inclined to, to, to feel for the monster and Frankenstein because they don't know any better. We are teaching them this. This is not their fault. They don't understand what's right and what's yeah. wrong. It's our job to teach them that. And we're doing a shitty job at it. hundred percent. You know, I have, often been very critical of like the exploitation of putting a child in danger in movies because it's cheap you know we as people even if you're not a breeder yourself societally we say we protect the little babies right one of the things that really adds to a lot of anxiety as an adult is how the subconscious or unintentional things that you say and do can impact your child you know there are times where i've raised my voice and I don't think I'm yelling, but my daughter recoils. And I'm like, I'm just speaking enough so you can hear me. And having to sit down and in a world of infinite resources, we have all the time in the world to sit and talk and explain and do those things. And I think this movie cuts a really good pace at showing how that, that's just not possible. Even when this kid has nothing going on because of just the structure of his life, he doesn't have the time to sit and patiently explain to Chucky all the things that are going on why he's doing this the interpersonal relationships and so that ambiguity is lost it reminds me kind of also you know doug would you know be tap dancing to hear this short circuit two, perfect strangers the fish out of water scenario one of the reasons why it's such an effective trope is because you're able to utilize that to put a mirror to society and go hey objectively this is kind of fucking bizarre like one of my all-time favorite comics of course i can't remember the name of it it's the one with the aliens who are like you know what i'm talking about where it's just like aliens who just do daily shit and like my favorite ones like the hockey one where it's like yes oh, let's put knives on our feet and yeah i i know you're talking my girlfriend's always posting them but i read them yes I read, right. I hold read on googling. i'm googling it because i feel like a fucking idiot that yeah. i don't know what it is because it's like an innocuous name he doesn't brand worth a shit of course he's the first thing that comes up when you post or you look up alien comic and the name is not there <laughs> it's you know nathan Pyle. it's your fault it's not my fault for not knowing you yeah well i never see a title for these cartoons stranger I just... planet okay okay no, that's the name of his it's strange planet is the name and then the book is stranger planet but yeah anyway that was a detour that was an unnecessary detour <laughs> but the point being i love when you can do those things and kind of be critical of the world that we live in because it's great for a person who feels like an outsider to be able to go yes that's what I've been saying. 
And so this movie does a great job of that in multiple ways because you have the dissociation of the kid from the generation before. You have the dissociation from Chucky to that kid. Everybody is so opposed and self-interested. Mm -hmm. yeah. Aubrey Plaza just wants to get her, her vag filled. The kid just wants it. And, you know, it seems that everybody is shortcutting. Yeah. I mean, with the exception, I think, with the neighbors, across, you know, down the hallway. But even it's yeah. interesting because they they show the dichotomy between, you know, those generations, because with the the mother or Doreen, she doesn't even know how to use apps on her phone. Right. So she's got to call the calf, the Kathleen car or whatever. And so. I get what you're saying. And I really do like the fact that they have a mother like Aubrey Plaza in this one, because whereas in the first one, the, the mother son relationship was much more traditional. I want to, I should yeah. say, even though she was single mother, but she was much more nurturing and she was more, she was just more of the motherly figure. Whereas Aubrey Plaza is obviously still young. So she clearly had Andy when she was very young. And this is a very, this is, this is what's going on now. Like women are having babies at, you know, four, 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm freshman in my school walking around pregnant right now. So you have to like understand is that at some point, if they are, have the wherewithal to break away from the family and actually move on. Like, and granted she's not doing too badly because she's got a fucking two bedroom apartment. Um, yeah. She's able to carry on a relationship. <laughs> she can, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's still Hollywood saying that they, because in normal circumstances, they'd probably be sharing a bedroom. Like if, if, if they were living in a neighborhood oh, yeah. like that, they'd be sharing a bedroom or he'd be sleeping on the couch. And I think if they had that sort of dynamic, it'd probably be more effective because the boyfriend being there would be a lot more severe, right? Because they have this very small type of, you know, place where they're at. And I feel yeah. like the boyfriend would be more of an issue. Now, granted, I think it's super inappropriate that he walks out with his belt undone right especially yep. the fact that he also we've discovered later he has two children of his own so like why is it that he's able to be a well he's a shitty father to his kids but they don't know it right but the kids seem to have everything that they need but then when it comes to andy he's just a piece of shit so it's like yeah. and i don't know if it's a difference because he has daughters versus andy being a boy or what have you but yeah you're entirely right when it comes to that age group and the realistic kind of one of the reasons why The Simpsons was so like groundbreaking is because it captured, at least at the time, how kids actually spoke, not only to one another, that kind of the same thing. There was Simpsons, then there was South Park, and I don't know what the new thing is because I'm not a kid, so I don't know what the new thing is that kind of captures that. But you know, those kinds of situations and relationships, I feel like, are very often cheapened. You watch stuff on, on TV, and you're like, this is hokey. This is not real. That's one of the reasons why Golden Girls holds up so well. Those are conversations that people actually have. They're not sitting in a fucking sewing circle, right? Yeah. They're getting laid. They're yeah. laying people. Blanche is laying pipe. Uh, do you think that she would peg a man? I wanted your thoughts, Blanche. If she would. Oh. Peg. Oh, she probably peg. has. She talks about her toys all the time and her costumes. Yeah. yeah she's, I think she would. She's got a box full of shit in her bedroom. She's having a good time. Okay. And then on occasion, they, they mention that there's been multiple people in the bedroom as well. So <laughs> at this point... <laughs> Yeah. It worked in ancient her. Greece. That's all I'm saying. Listen, she was and she wasn't even that much older because they're they're actually in their 50s on the show. They're in their late 50s. Yeah. So we're not far off from that either. Scary, and, right? I'm closer to her than I am to this fucking Andy kid. Yeah. And she gets laid more than I do. Like, that's what pisses me Serious. off. Serious. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Monogamy is overrated sometimes. But anyway, so it's like. Here's my question. If sex doesn't matter to my spouse enough to actually have sex with me, why does she care if I do it with somebody else? Then? <laughs> oh my god! I'm not 
getting into the conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> uh, I love my wife. I'm just saying. Oh my god, I can't even. I, you See, know, that's it's turning the mirror to society. That's what I just did. What this movie does. But, but yeah, and I, but back to the movie, especially with the, how rotten the kids are. And I really think that at times Chucky is not the problem. His peers and their bullshit are the problem. And they're sort of projecting that onto Chucky and Chucky's just kind of mimicking what they're doing. And so. But they don't see themselves as evil. I think that's the really interesting part in kind of going to those subconscious elements of like yeah. what you do that impact others. The kids are just being kids. Yeah. They're not calculating and trying to be derisive. We're trying to like ruin anybody's lives or anything. These are not like the kids that we had in movies like Jawbreaker. These are just kind of very plain kids by and large. Well, they're younger, but I think maybe with the, the, the kid who gets in a fight with him and, you know, Andy gets his phone later. I think he's a little bit more vindictive. But as far as like, while they don't know what they're doing, neither does Chucky. So, you know what I mean? Like Chucky's just doing what he's programmed to do. So who here is more at fault. And I feel like the only time I, I think that Andy is sort of redeemed in a way is when he pushes his friends out and closes the door so they can't get back in. But he's had now has to deal with this problem. Right. And so it's a very different Andy. And this is why I feel like, yes, we have the same name. What was that? Fucking Did motorcycle. This motorcycle. I don't fart, Jake. Thank you very much. Um. <laughs> Neither did I just now. I just leaned over to the side and lifted my leg for my uh, sciatica. Oh, my God. Great thing about being vegan. Just whenever anybody tries to out fart me, like my kid, she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. She'll look at me dead ass in the face and go, yeah. And then she acts like she's got like she dropped her pipe bomb microphone or whatever. And then I'll look right back at her and I'll go, yeah, always got one on deck. You want another? No, I'm All good. Right. I, I do I'm not need to. You know, oh. this is the thing. Like, I just want to say, I want to thank you for treating me like one of the guys as usual. It gurgles. Like, that's so nasty. Oh, I'm sorry. Probably You're the one who to... was talking about shit the last episode I was on. You wouldn't stop. You were like, shit, shit, poop, poop. Oh my god, that was caca duty. I was so frustrated, but you know, I was just frustrated. So when I'm frustrated, I just everything shitty comes out then you're over here having to change your damn underwear in a couple of minutes so oh, no, yeah. <laughs> i think i might need a maxi pad to wedge oh between my, my cheeks for the rest of this episode anyways so but i mean so i like do i hate this movie no i don't hate it am i upset about the whole child's play yeah i'll probably be upset about that for a while and i was reading a couple of things where they were talking about doing a remake and brad dorf had signed on but then that kind of fizzled out and then we got this one whatever it's it's fine i do i like the kills i love the gore so when you talk about some of the effects like i was looking at all the the background information about the animatronic for chucky and like all the fun little tidbits about that so we can talk about that let's do it in terms of visuals blows my mind i think that this movie definitely hits that cathartic laughter because i'm not sure if i should feel guilty about watching this kind of thing in that sweet spot because it doesn't go like obviously there's bad stuff but also does a really good job of when it does comedy doing somewhat like timeless comedy. If I, if, you know, like for instance, Freddy Krueger saying it's primetime bitch has always been like my least favorite quippy kind of thing after a kill. I just don't, I don't like it. This one, the dude gets his head cut off and then the, his scalp falls onto a gnome with a plop. <laughs> That's funny. Whether it's the 1800s or the 2070s, it's, so I think that that does a really good job, and I think it doesn't matter what I think. I know 
God damn it. I know that, that gore is great, especially surprising from a guy who the only film that he had done was PG-13 before this. Mr. Clevberg. Okay. And and, yeah. and that's that's the thing too is that for a chi- for a child's play movie, it is very gory. It's probably the goriest. Yes. Because I can't even think of with the exception maybe Cult of Chucky by that point. I mean, even I, I don't remember it being as severe. So, which and don't get me wrong, Don Mancini is my life. Like he needs an episode dedicated just to him. The new Chucky series is amazing, and this is why I am also pissed off because Chucky, the story, you know, Don Mancini's Chucky is not over yet. So to introduce this into the mix is sort of confusing. I feel like, especially like twenty years from now, when two people are sitting down doing a podcast and talking about these vintage movies, Jake. <laughs> Yep, I farted again. Well, Jake is farting on 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 camera and making faces while he does it, so I know that he's doing that. Thank you. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that one that was an uppercut to my nose from my butthole. Um, you know what? Do you want to sit and fart <laughs> so I can go get another glass of wine? Because go for it. <laughs> I will. I will be right back. I'm gonna just fart by myself. Just fart. For, gonna... Fart for the people, Jake. They missed you. <laughs> the beautiful people. The beautiful people. <laughs> So while AIDS away, I don't know if she can hear this. Probably better. She doesn't. I'll do a fan email. That's right. We collect emails on this show. Buttholes. Slasherspot at gmail.com. Uh, we had Omega. Chi- okay. That's a name. I thought that people would sign their names with emails. That seems more official. But uh, people say things like you could just kick him, but they haven't seen Child's Play because 95% of his kills are done stealth style. How would you stop chucky i would stop him by farting in his face because his face is almost perfectly at my butthole level <laughs> uh, hey did you hear that I, hurry up I and put the headphones on shit. i can't hear anything with my headphones on how do you hear me talking shit then well because all i could hear it's like this Charlie is what Brown. happens you bleach your hair blonde and suddenly you're a victim you're like a goddamn karen over here <gasps> oh. Oh, I regret saying that. I'm saying, you are on the biggest shit list of your life, Jake. I cannot believe you just uh, called me that. And you know, the blonde looks good, though. Thank you. I know. You're welcome. But Stella <laughs> nice. knocked down my green screen. So, for those of you watching the video, this is my life. I'm just going to put it back up. So, I was telling every, I read a fan email from Omega Child. It's oh. a weird email to send. Oh. And basically, they pause it. Uh, you could, people say you could just kick Chucky, but he uses stealth all the time. How would you fight him? And I said I would just fart in his face because he's exactly at my butthole level. How would you fight Chucky? Um, you know, that's the thing is that I wouldn't want to fight Chucky because be like, oh, can I just keep you? <laughs> but I guess if I had to fight him off, I don't know. You'd have to like you'd have to I'd have to have like a blowtorch or something because I feel like fire is probably the most effective way to to, to get rid of him. Yeah. So you're like the cult. You're firewoman. That's a good song. So, I mean, but that's the thing, too, with Chucky is that, yeah, it's so ridiculous and and so stupid. Right. Like of a concept to think that this little doll can do it. So which is why I kind of feel like in a, in a way that the droid is more effective in that way, because it is it is a machine. So it's probably not as as easy to fight off as a plastic doll would be. Yeah, uh, we had another fan email from JPM91, who said basically in and of itself, the physicality of it, it's nice because uh, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because reading is hard. But the <laughs> the idea that you can kind of quantify how strong or how fast this would be 
but like voodoo doll just does whatever it requires for the situation so it kind of makes it the stakes feel a little bit higher i guess is like the point of the email and i think that's true because when it comes to fighting a voodoo doll i don't know what that's like you know but when it comes to fighting a piece of technology like a roomba i tell have i told the story about how a roomba we had a roomba for a week have i told you the story no all right so my dog pissed and shit in the house because it was raining outside and my Roomba ran over both the piss and the shit and smeared it across my entire fucking house. And so I did the best I could to clean it. And then I took it back to Costco. And I did not do a very good job cleaning it because I said the best I could, not the best that I should have. And um, yeah, so technology is bad. Well, I mean, even my D-Bot, because I don't have a Roomba, I have the as Doug called it, the Dollar Tree version, <laughs> the Diva. All right. Dude, I mean, kind of like even... the one in the basement in this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. And I kept going off on one of the episodes. Never goes off. Never makes a fucking noise. I'm recording and just keeps going off the whole fucking episode. So I'm like, okay, the Diva is now turned off. And the D-bag, more like it. I'm not turning it back on. Fuck it. It doesn't even sweep that well. Like, why do I have it? <laughs> But again, technology, like we have to have the newest things, right? Like we want things that are convenient for us. People buy the buddy doll for their kids because the buddy doll is not just a companion for their kid, which is he is essentially, which is kind of creepy. But at the same time, he can turn the TV on. He can program the lights. He can do all this shit. Right. And so what do we have Alexa for? Fucking Alexa. And little bitch is right here. We got one in the room now and she's listening to everything. She keeps lighting up. And so... I'm just wondering. That's why I, I, that plus the fact that I'm a Star Trek fan made me change its name to computer. So if you, you say like computer lights up and then it'll go. Duh, 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 duh. But yeah, I agree with that. Well, it's also like that goes again to infinite time, infinite resources in a world with infinite resources. I wouldn't have to sit and worry about like, you know, the media my kids consuming because I could have the you know availability to be able to give them my full and undivided attention. So it's hard. And I think that's something they do pretty well by having somebody who's as charismatic as Aubrey Plaza, albeit not to her fullest extent, but that's because the character she's playing. But I think it makes her more sympathetic. So when she's cutting corners, yes, she's being selfish, but she's also relatably selfish. Sometimes movies go way too far into selfish moms and stuff. I saw a lot of people have that negative rhetoric towards the mom in Ghostbusters Afterlife. I thought she was very realistic. I thought that that was a really good depiction. I think that a lot of people were overly critical of that. I think that also goes to the inherent sexism when it comes to parenting. A lot of people look at like even a mildly negligent mom as something terrible, but people will applaud a negligent man so long as he's working something close to a nine to five. Well, and yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, who has, who has Andy, right? His mom. Yep. The guy left them and they, you never see it the other way around. I mean, every, every now and again, you'll see, but it's probably the most heinous thing a woman could do is leave her kids. But when men do it, it's just accepted into society and we have to get over it. Right. Which I feel like either parent at this point is just a piece of shit for doing that, but that's whatever as women, we have to be the nurturers. We have to, you know, a, B and C, whatever, who cares the, the issue with Aubrey Plaza, there's no issue with her character. I thought she was realistic. And honestly, like at the same, at the end of the day, Andy is, what is he like? 13? Yeah. Probably 13, 14 in this movie. You know, I saw criticism online that people were like, they, they refer to him as a millennial, but he's a Gen Z. I'm like, who gives a shit? But yeah, who cares? What, but that's the thing. It's like we put people in these pigeonholes because I have a lot of students that are very mature for their age and they'll sit and have discussions with are me those about the pregnant things. ones or the no, not the pregnant ones. Okay. How but, you know, they don't have I, I I'm not I mean, people are so worried about the next generation, but I'm I, I have hope because I have a lot of kids that are actually really good. 
like good people i can tell will be good people and you know i resent that implication because i actually prefer the next generation to the original series the, <laughs> star trek star trek jokes sorry <laughs> oh it's so good uh, oh. But anyways, with with Aubrey, like I I don't feel bad that she did you know some of the things that she did because at the end of the day she still has to be happy too, and so she's miserable about her fucking job all day. Her son's kind of a dick to her, like you know always on his phone. He's like telling her the fact that he was talking all this shit about his cell phone to her, like this is all you care about. You can't fucking hear Andy. Like you need your fucking hearing aid more than you need this, right? And so I just goes to the inherent escapism that we all deal with. I mean, and it's one of the really interesting things. Like I see a lot of people get into various escapist kind of stuff. My escapist stuff has always kind of been horror and things that are very fake. I see people do fucking VR experiences of walking through someone else's house. And that's just like, that's so weird to me. Yeah. But that's just how you escape and what you kind of need to be a whole person in your own mind. Like, and not to be too woo woo, whatever. But at a certain point, it's like if it's it's better than freebasing, I guess. But it's just as addictive, I imagine. Yeah, I guess so. And especially with the, with the whole dynamic, I think it works better this with that type of relationship because if you remember the woman who brought Buddy back in the beginning, she looked like she's probably you know the the regular nuclear family type woman, right? Yep. And she knew that there was something wrong with the doll, and she didn't she had want all her the time and resources exactly. to be able to invest and scrupulous, yeah, or be scrupulous, scrutinize. There we scrutinize, go. yeah. And so that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it's you know, it's a it's a class thing too because Aubrey Plaza takes it because she knows she can get it for free, right? She doesn't take it because, you know, she she wants Andy to have everything, right? But she knows that she can get it for free. Yep. So here we go. I, we, I know it's a little broken, but who gives a fuck, right? So. Oh, yeah. Dude, the amount of shit that I had as a kid that was the defective brand, the dented can of soup from the store and all those things. And it's sad that people associate a lot of shame with that. Like <laughs> my wife made fun of me the other day because I went and got the uh, impossible meat that was marked down. And then I got a stomachache afterwards. And she goes, it's because you're buying discount meat like a fucking creep. Um. But then I had the money to be able to spend on my kid so that they could have fresh juice and organic berries. So, you know, that's the way that it kind of comes out um, with the best of intentions, but still doing what you can, but still being opportunistic. It's all perspective based. Have you seen Ron's Gone Wrong? No. Okay. No, apparently nobody did. It was one of the movies that held over from the 21st Century Fox uh, Disney acquisition. It's the same fucking movie as this, bro. It's the same fucking movie without any blood. It blows my mind. Well, but do we need we need the blood, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you, my kid was watching. I was kind of getting into it because I was inherently having those comparisons to this movie that I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. And my kid was like, all right, this was kind of amusing, but I'm not finishing this movie and I don't give a shit. And I was like, hey, do you want to finish this? Because it stayed in like a little watch queue thing. And she's like, nah, I'd rather watch Fancy Nancy or whatever. And I was like, fuck, kind of want to know how this ends. It's a little weird for me to watch this by myself. Are you sure? Nope. So I'm 80% of the way through, it's the same movie. Not the Fancy Nancy, for the love of God. Why did you put that on? <laughs> I, it's not my fucking choice. It's these goddamn energy vampires at places like Netflix and Disney who make these fucking, you know, graphics. It's like, this is the perfect thing that you want to watch and then you see the animation start and you're like oh my god this looks like i i use crayolas through my urethra to draw this awful thing like my kid liked the square pumpkin do you know what i'm talking about the square pumpkin 
Now, is that a new one? Oh my god, I could animate that from my fucking phone <laughs> while riding horseback in a fucking valley. Well, see now you missed your calling, Jake. You could be doing that. God damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, so back to the we're like going on all these tangents. I know it's because I haven't talked to you in forever, so I have to get it all in. Well, it's also like, you know, they they market this as this is the this is the cure-all, this is the fix, this is the buddy. And it's just not. And I, I also kind of wish that they would show the other ones working at their best and show that inherently there's always going to be a degree of disappointment in any product that you get because no one singular thing is going to fix all of your problems. My fucking phone is a thousand dollar phone that does all the thing and I could talk to fucking people on Venus if I wanted to. It's a brilliant piece of technology. But God damn it, when it changes the word the to R-H-E, which isn't a word, I want to throw it. <laughs> I don't yeah. fucking patience. So I would even like I would like to see that as well to show that like, you know, it's not just that he's having a bad day and everybody else is having a great day. It's just that this isn't the answer. This is just particularly the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. For sure. And even the, the film sort of touches on like they have different variations of it. And then they uh-huh. have the, the new one that's coming out supposed to be better. And then they have the teddy bear one. And That's what he actually wanted to do a sequel based on. And I think that would have been a great way to deviate from, you know, because like you said, the Mancini is still going on. So that would just be a kind of, you know, your prequel almost to the fucking Cuddy. What is it? The Cubby version. Buddy Bear. Buddy. Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. And, and Buddy the, Bear. <laughs> Buddy Bear. Yeah. And well, the little bear one, yeah. I, I did love the fact that I was, because I was watching it and I watched it. I was sitting near the TV and we have, you know, it was 4K. So I'm trying to like decipher is this humble brag is the well, no, because I feel like if you have (laughs) if you have 4K and you're watching something, it's a lot, especially an older film. You can see all of the shitty like it looks worse almost. So you have to watch it. You know what I mean? So that's why I mentioned that. And I was looking at it and I I couldn't figure it out if it was CGI, the face, his face was CGI or not. So I was reading about it. It's it's actually not. And I was like reading all the little different things they do with the faces, like the different, the different types of dolls they made. They made like 14 different ones. And then I also was reading how they were expected to have these animatronics done and all of them done within like six weeks or something. And they were talking about how in the eighties we had a whole year to make Chucky, like, you know, for one movie, like one doll. And then they want 14 of them in six weeks. The sets for the Muppets were, I mean, if you see it, that's the way the sets for the original child's play were, where it's on an elevated stage and there's trap doors and stuff. And that's not here at all. No, I mean, you know, it's just it's amazing. Even the the film is a commentary, but the way the film's made is basically like sort of emulating what it's trying to say, because they are like probably, you know, tooth and nail with these poor, you know, creators trying to make these props and like working all night and just getting stressed and probably hating their lives, not having enough time to, to get something like this done. I mean, it's, a, I think it looks great still on top of everything, but what would we have if we actually had more time? Well, and there's a question of the exploitation of the creators, yeah, right? Because you very often hear about, again, going to famine kind of resources is like not having enough money. You know, you hear like terms like dollars per page or, or dollars per a shot dollars per frame dollars yeah it's all calculated very specifically and so having your name attached to something as high profile as this also is incentive for you to work harder and you're using this as something of a calling card so using like you're basically exploiting them to make sure that you're doing the best that they can for the least that they have 
it's a, a brilliant way to get a return on investment. This movie was very profitable. Mm-hmm. $10 million budget, $45 million for a rated R movie. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, objectively good. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I, I, I know that it was super popular. Like I remember when they were making it and the kids were, I know it came out in the summer, but like the kids were even talking about it. Cause they know like horror movies. And I kept saying, I'm not watching that. I'm not going to see that. I was such a bitch about it. I'm like, I'm not watching that. I watched it obviously, but let me ask you this. Is it distracting to you to see the, uh, the CG gore? A lot of it was very clearly computer animated and when I watched it on repeat, the first time it didn't dist- distract me, but the second time I watched it, I started getting into this kind of problem solving, the, the word problem and the math of it all. Like, and I, I honestly wondered if at a certain point they had much tamer effects and then they just upped it. You know, like we're already at rated R, we might as well up it and just kind of keep going. Because if you go back to stuff like The Nightmare Before Christmas, which we both agree is clearly a Christmas movie, the original scene that they did is the what's this scene mm-hmm. because they could do. The, the beautiful, sweet, cute thing. And then that pleased the producers. And then they went crazy, right? With some of the darker stuff. Like at one point, they even have Tim Burton's head. And so a lot of times, modernly, especially with computer effects, you can do tiers of grossness. You can do tiers of severity. And I wonder which version we got. Because mm-hmm. you could see a much tamer version, but I could even see a grosser version, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like the, the Hall- just like the Halloween movie that you, you mentioned. So, but it's... I, well, yeah, some of it was a little distracting. And I know like some of the blood splatter, obviously, it was CGI, you could tell. Yeah, of course. Uh, but there were parts, they, they did a really good job with the the cringy sort of, the, the cringy horror where, especially when the guy's hanging, you know, his hands are burning. So you're like, I'm like, I'm standing up like, ah, because I forgot about that part. What a poop boy, too. It's only 100 degrees and he's already yelling. I'm like, fuck off. Well, he's like, like 100 pounds overweight. He's a fucking voyeur good for him like i wish he would have went out even worse like he his head should have went through the 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 watermelon pe- what the fuck was that was that like a cultivator that thing that the guys had scalp went through oh sure i don't i don't i've never had a watermelon pet like that's so random like why are there watermelon why is there watermelon? I, let's pet? talk about that guy he's been in 10 things um he reminded me of a poor man's so many things do you want to go through the list of poor man's versions of whatever? A poor man's Jack Black, for one. Go for it. Your turn. Trent Redekop, fat guy from the ceiling. I mean, he looked like Zach Gad. Zach Gad, is that right? Josh Gad. Josh yes. Gad. <laughs> Sorry. 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, not as gay, I guess, but probably like, you know. But isn't Josh Gad like straight and with kids and stuff? Is he straight? I thought he was gay. No. I, I, I thought that he was straight, despite the voice. That's a good question. Sexual orientation. Oh, my God. You're going to Google that? <laughs> Poor guy. No, he played the first impliedly gay live-action Disney person. Oh, yeah, because he, he was LeFou. Okay, I mm-hmm. assume too. Okay. But he's also Olaf, right? Yep. He also has a show that's much more popular than ours because he actually gets really big celebrity guests, and we have to, like, beg people and stuff. It's super sweet. I love it. I know. Isn't that sad? It's like you watch it like Mick Garris has a podcast now. I'm like, oh, I can't fucking compete with Mick Garris. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, I think he had Greg Nicotero on the other day, and I'm just sitting here like, oh. <laughs> Thanks, dick. Well, you know, if Terrifier 2 ever comes out, I seriously, I will I will bite the bullet and stop being shy and just ask um, Damien Leone if he wants to to do something. But I feel like it'd be a moot point to, like, talk to them now. And the movie's not even out yet, right? So Yeah, it's a good idea. Capitalize on them while they're capitalizing on us. I like it. Well, I mean, it'll be more relevant. Like, what am I going to So when's it coming out? 
<laughs> Still don't know. There's a plague going on, ruining everybody's life. Exactly. Like, I mean, who the But, you know, I just think that is, is again, you've got to watch The Chucky Show. Because The Chucky Show, I feel like, takes some of the things that we've been talking about and sort of answers a lot of our questions. Like, how does the voodoo doll you know, control or is able to overpower people. And they do go into more of, I guess, a God complex theme with it and talking about Frankenstein. And then also the same thing with the kids. The kids are corrupted. They're easily corrupted. We have some pretty rotten, nasty kids in the show. Not say some. I would say two of them are pretty bad. But like, I mean, Devin Sawa does amazingly in this show. Like he plays two separate characters and I know you, I know you have, you know, I know you, whatever with Devin Sawa, but he's so good in the show. Like he's so good. So I'll check it out. And Fiona Dorif, I love how she plays. She plays Brad Dorif when in the eighties. So they like make her up to look like her father back then. And she oh, interesting. such a good job. Cause they, they show flashbacks between, um, Chucky, really? you know, Charles Lee Ray and Tiffany back in the day. And I mean, that, that, that itself is worth watching. I mean, just I literally, I, and so, you know, having finished Chucky, the wow, series, she's him, dude. Well, she looks just like her father. So why wouldn't they do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And she even does the same laugh that he does as Chucky. She does it too on the show. Oh my God. Like she's basically her father, which is just so Aww. great. I love her. Um, but I've always said that he should have been a joker, especially uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I agree. But, you know, I mean, at this point, well, they've shown him, but I mean, he's he's getting up there. Bless his heart. Oh, so. yeah. He's way too old now. I'm talking about like the one flew over the cuckoo's nest era. You put that hair green, you, you make his face a little opaque. Bam. You got a cackling cretin. He, he he does wonderfully in everything, especially Exorcist Part 3. He's so good. And it's like, you know, what an underrated actor that we don't like. I mean, we know him as Chucky, but everything else that he's in, he's fantastic. So and that's another thing, too. We have Mark Hamill, who plays Buddy. And so I really think that and, and I was reading something. I don't know if, how true it is. But they were saying how they just asked Mark Hamill, but they didn't expect anything. And Mark Hamill yep. agreed to it. Yep. <laughs> like, DTV down to voice. He's like, yep, I'll do it. Have you seen his credentials for acting verbally? Yeah, he, has, he does a lot of voice work, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he and good for him. And especially tying that name to this, like, they knew they were, they, I mean, that was like like a gift from God to them, right? So, like, good for them. Well, it's brilliant because people were very loyal to Brad Dorif. And so how do you get back, you know, if he's not going to do it well, you find somebody who's equally clouted with the people's. And it's hard to find somebody better than Luke Skyscraper, whatever it is. Well, I know. And he he does have that sort of playfulness to his voice the same way that Brad Dorf does. But he it's more of like a nasally kind of thing. And then when he's singing the song, like it's creepy. It is creepy when he's singing the song. And so I think that, you know, having Mark Hamill do that and have that voice. Because I can't imagine Brad Dorf singing that damn song. Like he'd be throwing fucks and shits in there. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I think, well, that's funny enough. That's what they do in the, the credits. But when it comes to the Chucky, I, I've always thought that Chucky, the original Child's Play, would have been better if it was a child's voice. If they had a literal, like, you know, child recording, like, you're my best friend. And if it was saying, like, I'll stab you in the fucking pussy, like, you'd be like, whoa. But I think it was probably way too taboo back then to have a literal child's voice swearing. But then Big Daddy happened. and You heard that kid say ass. Everybody's heart melted. And now kids can swear again. Well, I think that kid's like almost 30 now. Well, they're twins, but. He's in Riverdale. 
Yeah. Oh, whatever. Anyway, they're not that attractive now. They were attractive before. Whoa. Well, hey, no, careful. They were, they were cute you work with children. Boys. You can't say stuff like they that. Were cute little kids, right? So, like, you, you know, whatever. Cute and attractive are different. Obviously, but anyways, <laughs> so what the hell was that? I had a good point, though. But with with the original Child's Play, they were going to have a kid kid's voice play Chucky's voice. But they just had Brad Dourif stand in while they were, you know, getting all of that, you know, whatever. Brad Dourif was actually, like, voicing Chucky while they were rehearsing. And they realized, like, they kind of liked having his voice with that. And I think that I think it is effective in the sense for the movie because you know that. The doll is possessed. With Buddy, he's not necessarily possessed. He's just programmed wrong. So there's a difference. And so I think Buddy's voice is a little more childish in that sense. And I think that it works in this case. Kind of like Jessica Rabbit. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. You ever see that, that sticker and that like shirt that you'd see at Hot Topic? Yeah. You know, I was Googling somebody. Now there's this stupid ass thing going around because, you know, they're just trying to like collect your data and steal your identity. But they're like, they're yeah. like what um, what was the box office hit? of your you know the year you were born of course i just i googled it myself i didn't answer the question but i'm like all right i'm curious like what came because i you know child's play came out the year i was born so um and i was hoping it would be child's play but now it was fucking who framed roger rabbit i'm like i don't give a fuck about <laughs> so disappointed that's a very negative thing to say the highest grossing film the year you were born was who framed roger rabbit i never liked that's that a beautiful movie. movie i never you're you're on the wrong side of history right now i've watched it i've seen it so many times as a kid but it just there's so something good. about it it's just always bothered me i don't know what so i'm okay with the highest <laughs> the high, oh my god it's so embarrassing all of these movies with beautiful effects and like oh and you know what was the highest grossing in 87 beverly hills cop 2 <laughs> But well, that's Beverly fitting. Hills Cop one and two are fucking amazing movies. You I mean, I'll stand movie. by that movie. Yeah, so much. I have it on VHS. I have it on DVD. I have it on Blu-ray. Axel F is one of my fucking favorite songs. But at the same point, you look a couple spaces down, and there's Predator, there's RoboCop, there's Lethal Weapon. Ah, fuck. Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, all these big movies. They spent tons of millions of dollars on people. Ooh. Oh, The Golden Child. Shit, dog. That's another Eddie Murphy one. We should do that movie. Well, and that's um, we've got a lot coming up this year, so we need to start figuring out what other themes we want. And when are we going to do Women of Horror again? We have to figure that out. Who else do we want to piss off? I can't wait. <laughs> we could do, uh, we're already doing, I was going to say we could do February, but then we're already in February. So sorry about that. That's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> I, that's all I have to say. I, I really didn't want to be negative about it. And I wanted to revisit it because you and Doug were so adamant about loving this this one. So I'm like, yeah. okay, there's probably something that I missed. And if I look at it objectively and not in the sense that it is a child's play remake, then it is a very good film. And I, I you know, if, if you haven't seen it yet, then I recommend seeing it because I do like, and I, and again, I go back to this, like, Chucky is so endearing like you really feel badly like the look on his face when he knows he hurt Andy like he he looks so hurt and I'm just like hurt my feelings because I'm like oh I just want to keep him like I'll take him it's okay so but don't kill my cat <laughs> so that's a good idea yeah but I mean I, I think it was I, I'm glad that we we did this I wanted to do this and so this is a perfect opportunity to talk about you know robot killer horror yeah killer robots are the shit I love them, and I, there's so many. That, that's a hard thing because the genre. That's one thing. I mean, if you guys could see the host chat and all of the fucking 
back and forth we've had about potential movies and how nobody's seen them. I just watched one called Mika Droid the other day, a Japanese like pseudo horror film, and all of it takes place in like the subterranean like parking garage and stuff, and it's got this cyborg from World War II. It was delightful. Do I expect that anybody else is going to watch that on YouTube? Probably not. So, I mean, here you go. If you're a Mikadroid fan, hit us up. Buy an episode on Patreon or whatever. But, yeah, I love it. So, in terms of moving forward, we have this month. We're still looking for themes and stuff for the next couple months. So, if you are a Patreon patron, bear in mind, we have a private Discord server and we have a public Discord server. The private one for people who pay because it's usually it's, it weeds out a lot of the crazy, let me tell you. But if you want, that's from your lips to God's ears, God being me, obviously, in this scenario. That's a great way to get your ideas to me. So if you want March to be starch and we talk about only killer potatoes, I will do that for you. Adrian, how else could they monetarily support this bullshit show? Okay, well, you guys can go and head on over to our slasherspod.redbubble.com for our T-shirts. I'm sorry, I don't have a T-shirt on today, but everything was in the laundry. Yep, she's been naked this whole time. <laughs> well oh my god we should do like an episode where we look like we're naked but we're not like that'd be fun well you guys could sit there without your shirt off i can't really do that whatever mm-hmm. anyways i know so yeah you can go head on over to slasherspod.redbubble.com and get stickers hats shirts notebooks clocks duvet covers shower curtains like a bunch of arbitrary shit like anything that you want to see slashers on it it's on it we have so many different designs all thanks to jake he does these most the most beautiful designs that you can imagine and you're representing us and plus we don't even really get anything from it we just want you to have it so check it out please and um you know give us your support or you know make sure you give us a review as well because that would be great so you know counterbalance the bug men comments tell us how amazing or how much you hate actually any good any review is is good i think getting exposure is fine even if it is bad so if you hate me it's fine go ahead and let us know and then we can expose it to the world so that we can get some you know exposure for that so that's exciting no such thing as bad publicity especially when it comes to the algorithm the mystical algorithm that's what i think space jam 2 was bold enough to try and have the algorithm be the villain i think we need a horror movie to do that where it's somebody who's like a content creator who literally goes crazy trying to predict trends and everything and is like oh i was two weeks late on that trend no then they die Uh. (laughs) but yeah so and what's going on with b movie tv i don't know i'm still trying to be the you know we've been talking about doing our Gory Coleman's fist fucking cinema jamboree off the ground, but it's just been one kerfuffle after another. It is one of those things that we want it to be perfect. We want to hit the ground running and already have a fully fleshed out idea and have it be good instantaneously and not something that like, you know, feels cheap or tacky or weird to supplant what would otherwise be good material. Sometimes you see that where like the purposefully bad. No, we're trying to be purposefully weird and obviously pushed to very uh, you know bizarre boundaries. But yeah. these are the things that we're dealing with. So um, it will be coming. I know that Yahira has taken over Saturday Night Terrors when I'm. It's not one of my replays or whatever. And yeah, then there's Doug on Friday nights. So we got all sorts of shit, ma'am. Get yourself a Roku, and then if you get Roku, you could watch last week. Those fuckers did Death Machine. It's on the Roku channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Get your B movie TV ready for the Gory Coleman's fist fucking jamboree because it's coming. Cinema jamboree. Cinema jamboree. It's not just fist fucking. That would be pervy the clown who's on later. <laughs> Oops. 
and that is a real show. So if you if you don't believe me and you think I just made that up off the top of my head, Privy the Clown, Doug once traveled all the way to Arizona to record with him, and you got to see Doug's penis. Yeah, God. Well, that's the thing. The first time <laughs> we tried to watch Jake on this, I, I guess because of our time zones, there was like a, a snafu and we turned it on and there's a naked girl bouncing on a ball and Dan wouldn't turn it off after that. And I'm like, um, this is not Jake, obviously. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> that would be pervy. Yep. That's so, exactly. <laughs> pervy the clown. If you want to see naked girls bouncing on bouncy balls, there, there's your thing. But, you know, at least you have B-Movie TV. You can see us, too. Well, you can see the guys. You could be on there anytime you want. I, I was on there once as a uh, Karen from the trailer park smoking a cigarette, um, which is the only time I did that. <laughs> I was good. You have a real career in being a, a film extra. Let me tell you, when Aww. this whole uh, pandemic is over, you can move on out to Hollywood and with the glitz and glam of standing in a line and getting paid 15 bucks an hour. Oh, just like I do now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> So anyway, this has been Adrian and Jake, Aid and Jake, saying goodbye and good die.